This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Great wall of memory lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a thing. So are we, are we talking about uh, perfectly authentic, like Sichuanese, Hunanese, regional Chinese food? We uh, most certainly are not. Good. Yes, let's just lay that idea to rest before we begin. Let's set expectations properly. We are talking here about, I think, what a lot of people would call American Chinese food. Yeah, or Chinese American food. Yeah. Gloppy stuff with lots of sauce. Yeah, cornstarch. Yeah, plenty of cornstarch, sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Maybe even uh, some artificial color. Possibly. Maybe. I think there could be some of that in there. Okay. Uh, and uh, centered, centered around meat, usually. Yeah, we're going to be tasting three different dishes today, uh, culled from our, our, our childhood preferences. Um, not literally culled from our childhood, however. I mean, <laughs> it's true, you can, you can leave Chinese food in the fridge for a while, but <laughs> yeah. maybe not that long. Yeah. Um, so, you know, did you, did you eat a lot of Chinese food as a kid? I certainly did. Um, I, remember, I remember being introduced to mushu pork. You know, it had a buildup behind it, like my mother told me, like, we're going to get this thing. And you get to wrap it up yourself and put some sauce on the pancake um, and uh, and turn it into a little burrito. And I just thought this was this was like better than an erector set. And I mean, so part of it was the assembly. Do you? But yeah, like the flavor was part of. Oh it yeah, too? the flavor was part of it too. And uh, yeah, I mean, mushu pork. It's pretty mild, and then you put on the sweet yeah. sauce. Like what? What kid wouldn't love that? Did you guys always go to a particular restaurant to eat your mushu pork? I'm not sure. I remember vividly uh, at some point when I was a kid, there were, I grew up in Portland, Oregon, and there were a couple of, uh, not exactly chains, but like small empires of Chinese restaurants. Um, that's funny. There's the empire, Chinese restaurant empire in New York. Anyway, uh, so there was, there was Chang's and there was Chen's. And I remember a, uh, a oh, branch of- Oh, that's so of, confusing. A branch of Chen's opened up in my neighborhood called Chen's China Clipper. And I can still visualize <laughs> the sign. It had a boat on it, of course. Uh, and, uh, and that place was great. I mean, these places were like, you know, they were a, a cut above the average hole in the wall, gloopy Chinese place. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I would go there, I, we would get the mushu pork. I would get the, the sesame beef, which was served in like a, uh, crispy potato basket. Have you ever seen this? Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I can only, I mean, I'm saying yes. Cause I'm excited about uh-huh. it. Not because I've ever experienced it. It sounds too good to be true. How about you? I, so I grew up in Oklahoma 
And um, there was a strip mall. Oklahoma City is filled with strip malls. There was a strip mall not far from where we lived. It was called Cassidy Square. It's still there. However, I think this restaurant is gone. I actually can't even remember. It's, it was called Hunan. And it was quite large. And it was always mostly empty. Mm-hmm. And we would often go with another family, the Fretwells, and their daughter, Leslie, and I. Like, I cannot imagine a better place for two kids to play. Oh, yeah. Than the inside of this Chinese restaurant. It had multiple, I think it had like three separate rooms, and each one had in it like a a goldfish pond, like made out of fake rocks and stuff. And I mean, I can still hear like the tinkling sound of the little fountain in the pond. And it had a beaded curtain on the way to the bathrooms. God, I love the feel of the beaded curtain, like oh, as you would yeah. walk through it. Like walking through the seat of a taxi. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, I have such fond memories of going to Hunan. Like, uh, you know, I remember eating food there. W- but was I there have a lazy Susan? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, there was a lazy Susan. Um, the other important thing that was at Hunan was Sean. Sean was the name of the host. Okay. And, um, he had incredibly smooth, shiny, shiny, taut skin. Um, nice. I, I assumed that he was Chinese. Um, and he always wore deeply pleated khaki pants. I mean, you could have like built a swimming pool in the pleats of his khaki pants. Anyway, did you say that the, the, uh, mall was called Cassidy Square? Yeah. Is it possible that it was Sean Cassidy? No, no, no. But anyway, he was always, you know, he like knew us quite well because we were in there so much. So, you know, yeah, now that I am, you know, oh, well, by the time we air this show, I will have had this baby. Yeah, that's true. And it won't be 100 degrees out anymore either. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I was going to say now that I, you know, am, am, uh, you know, closing in on this thing called parenthood, I'm thinking, God, I wish there were a Hunan in my neighborhood. Yeah, but I mean... So fun for kids to play in. Really? I think if you're, a, like, if you have a kid that you need to take to a restaurant, or if you're a kid being taken to a restaurant, basically any Chinese restaurant is be- better than any other kind of restaurant. That's true. There are, like, fun condiments on the table to yeah. play with. They're probably going to be, like, the uh, oh, the Chinese Zodiac um, uh, place snacks. Yeah, so you can figure those? out whether whether you're the year of the goat or the what year of the lamb. You? or Oh, God, I always forget. Uh, maybe rabbit? <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm horse. Yeah, maybe, 1978. Maybe we'll look it up during the break because okay. because it's really important it's for people important. to know this. It's very important. Okay, so we got we got three dishes that we got from our our local Chinese American restaurant, and uh, we're going to dig in, and we'll be back shortly. Maybe we should tell people what we just ate. Okay, so uh, we we had the beef with snow peas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which is what I used to almost always order at Hunan. I love snow peas. I like uh, I like cooking snow peas at home. Uh, we had the <laughs> deep thoughts <laughs> by Matthew. Snow peas. Uh, <laughs> that's the beginning of my Andy Rooney uh, <laughs> observations. Okay. Uh, what is it with these things? They're like peas, but they're flat. Uh, did somebody sit on my peas? Uh, okay, so we had the beef with snow peas. We had the mushu pork uh, with. Um, pancakes that were suspiciously like flour tortillas and judy amster we missed you i felt like i needed a little tutorial on how to assemble my mushu pork burrito yeah i remember i remember uh, my mom teaching me how to fold the thing it was it was just like when my dad taught me how to drive but with much less crying <laughs> uh although i probably i cried one time when the when the mushu pork fell out the bottom <laughs> of my burrito uh and uh, that we had the sweet and sour chicken 
Yes, which was my favorite thing in Hunan when I wasn't eating beef with snow peas. Yeah, and the, the sweet and sour chicken we had today was sort of sort of a modern take. It I was felt, I felt like it was a little like smartened up. A bit. Yeah, it wasn't a wash in a sea of day glow orangey red sauce. And I feel like the the sweet and sour chicken that I had as a kid was so puffed uh, the, the batter was so puffed up it, it was like the um the puff style cheetos yeah it was exactly like that it looks sort of sort of like like toasted marshmallows yeah whereas <laughs> the, these actually looked like little pieces of fried chicken this, this i mean was unfortunately it's so not fun yeah this was sort of like a, a general so's uh slash sweet and sour chicken hybrid yeah i think and it came with broccoli which sweet and sour chicken never did when i was a kid yeah i have to say that I'm kind of, you know, it was nice that this sauce had some more depth and complexity to it than usual sweet and sour chicken sauce, but it didn't really taste like sweet and sour chicken to me. I bet if you go to like Safeway, you can get a jar of classic uh, American sweet and sour sauce, like, you know, in the LaCroix or Chungking brand, something like that. That would push all the right buttons. Great. (laughs) I'm going to go do it afterwards and just stick my finger in it. Or just drink it out of the jar. Put it in a paper bag. Yeah, I'll just sit outside the QFC. Um, so what about the, the beef with snow peas? Did you eat that as a kid? I mean, I, 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 think, I think that my body is partially made of beef with snow peas. I think I had the beef with broccoli more often than the beef with snow peas. Uh-huh. I remember, I do remember a lot of beef with broccoli. I remember when I, when I got old enough to like go to a Chinese restaurant for lunch and order the lunch special with the egg roll and the hot and sour soup oh, or, yeah. or egg drop soup, uh, and your choice of entree with fried rice or steamed rice. You God, must I, have felt so grown up. I love the lunch special. I still love the lunch special. And I would often get beef and broccoli with the lunch special. This beef and broccoli was, again, kind of like a bit cleaned up. It um, The sauce wasn't as dark as I remember. Also, there were snow peas instead of broccoli. Also, there were snow peas instead of broccoli. And um, it didn't have very much flavor. Yeah. I but, mean, what, uh, is, what is that? What is beef with broccoli slash snow peas usually taste like? Uh, I think if it was going to have more flavor, it would probably have more soy sauce and maybe oyster sauce in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which uh, I, I think probably the one we had had both of those things, but, you know, just more. Right, right. Um, I had forgotten how truly delicious mushu pork is yeah that the uh sweet hoisin sauce is just magical yeah actually i guess i should clarify it's the combination of the the pork mixture and the sauce because without the sauce the pork mixture is kind of like eating just sort of some greasy strips of stuff food matter do you think that our tastes have changed or or like did did we did we just stumble upon some sort of tidied up Chinese food? I, I think we I think we stumbled upon some tidy up. I think I think if we were in in Oklahoma or uh, or you know at certain other Chinese restaurants in Seattle, we could probably still find uh, the uh, the Red Sea, the Red Sea, <laughs> and we could part it yeah with our chopsticks with, or our tongues. I don't know. I feel like for me, the Chinese food of my youth is so situated at Hunan with Sean and the Goldfish Pond. And the the tinkly sounds that I don't, you know, it's still delicious to me now. But I don't know if I'm if I'm ever going to get it to taste quite as good as it tasted to me then. It, it, sure, no, you, there's always there's always something you're you're trying to reclaim. 
Um, and wow, this is deep. We should go. We should go further. Well, I was also going to observe that that Sean and the Goldfish Pond it sounds like a <laughs> '60s group. <laughs> did I mention I just did some LSD before we started the episode? Man, I've Sean been and the Goldfish Pond. <laughs> Molly, you've been staring into that Goldfish Pond for the last three hours. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, God, it's really hot in here. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think what other what other dishes I was particularly fond of. I always I, I liked the Mongolian beef, which uh, was not in any way Mongolian, um, but it was like the uh, kind of fried fried but not breaded um, beef. So it was like a little crispy around the edges, and then in like a really uh, a sauce made with dark soy sauce. So it was really sweet and really like almost black mm-hmm. um, and uh, and scallions. That's good stuff. When you eat your Chinese food today, yeah. Do you eat it like they eat it on TV? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we should describe. Where uh, anytime you see someone eating Chinese food on TV, they're always uh, eating it directly out of a white takeout container with chopsticks. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. Why do they do that? Is it... I mean, is, Well, it's otherwise like- you wouldn't know. I feel like there's, there's a certain... There's a certain vibe you get from like, yeah... I had a really rough day. I ordered Chinese takeout. Yeah, that's true. And nobody okay. would know you were eating Chinese takeout unless you signaled with the little paper carton and the chopsticks, Good right? Good point. Have you seen the movie Reversal of Fortune with <laughs> no. Jeremy Irons? Oh, it's a terrific I love movie. Jeremy Irons, oh, Jeremy though. Irons plays uh, oh, yes. uh, Klaus von Bülow, the the alleged uh, wife murderer um, and socialite. Uh, wow, and, it still sounds really foxy to me. Um, I mean, it's, wife it's great. Yes. Um, uh, oh, yeah, and Glenn Close plays the wife. Um, and like you get to, and she's in a coma and you get to hear her thoughts while she's in the coma. It's, it's really spooky. Anyway, there's a scene where, where, um, uh, Jeremy Irons as the, as the buttoned up socialite, um, is hanging out with his legal team, which is mostly like, uh, Harvard law students and, uh, and eating Chinese food and like, you know, him fumbling uncomfortably with the chopsticks. Great scene. Okay. I'm trying to think of other dishes that I used to eat the truth is i was not a very adventurous kid so when i found a couple that i liked i stuck to them yeah me too i like the sesame chicken uh with like lots and lots of sesame seeds Mm -hmm. that's good Mm -hmm. yeah that that uh i I think i I went through an egg foo young stage at some point did you ever have that you were far more adventurous than i was i don't think adventurous and egg foo young (laughs) really belong in the same sentence um no i've never had egg foo young um yeah it's like an omelet with uh, lots and lots of bean sprouts and uh, brown sauce on the side. No, never, never had it. Okay. Do you eat the fortune cookie when you go to a Chinese restaurant? I'm really glad you brought that up. Thank you. Yes, I do eat the fortune cookie, uh, and I, as uh, I will never ever reach an age where I don't think it's funny to say in bed yeah, after the fortune. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did we get fortune cookies today? I don't think we did. Oh. Oh my oh, god. Man. No, they. I, I would have seen them in the bag. Oh, this is terrible. I think we should wrap up the episode before I start crying. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go down to that restaurant and we're gonna give them what's for. Uh, maybe in we bed. Should, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say maybe we should make up some fortunes, but it sounds like we just did. Yeah. Uh, well, find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com where we will not post recipes for any of the restaurant dishes that we got takeout today. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, where you can like us or communicate with us. Um, that, that sounded... Commune with us. You can commune with us, yeah. Communicate We've got LSD sounded. to spare. 
<laughs> so you can stare at our Facebook page and swirly paisleys <laughs> for hours. And uh, if you like the show, uh, tell your friends about it. Leave us an iTunes review. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. God, you set me up. <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> and until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that sauces your mooshu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matthew Amster Burton. <laughs> I'm Eisenberg. My mom used to claim that the MSG in Chinese food made her fingers puff up. Oh, and like puff up like pieces of sweet and sour chicken. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You should have seen the tragedy that was her hands the next morning. Ever been to Delaware? If not, now's the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com.